1: Connect to more.
0: underrated artists ever love me some gary allen that is a great tune right there it takes me back to my days driving big flat road doing semi-legal things it's great growing up in montana that's why we love living back here i'm so happy to be back in my hometown giving you all the best in sports coverage from across the great state of montana you're listening to one now 1029 espn missoula maybe watching in SWX Montana Television. If you do watch it, you know I'm wearing my orange shirt. It's uh, it's my favorite one to wear on the uh, the TV. You know, makes me it makes my head look less fat and the rest of me look even more fat. But we're working on it. It's a long process. It's a uh, it's been a long year. Let's just say that. But it's been a good year and a rewarding year. We're going to get to that here in just a minute. If you missed anything in the first hour of the show, we uh, talked about the Waffle House and what Tommy's strategy would be if he was locked out locked in the Waffle House for. Twenty-four hours. We also talked about all the great Montana-bred athletes that are competing at the United States Olympic Trials in Eugene, Oregon, in track and field. Jeff Saffer from the Zola Paddlehead swung by to give us a little insight on the team, and we also featured our Treasure State stars, which was also heavy on potential Olympians from the state of Montana. And I also share a little bit of our real from Montana uh, Sports Coverage of the Year, which we were proud enough to win here at Missoula Broadcasting Company. Tutel Nuan is the former iteration of this show, the actual winner of the 2020, I guess it's the 2021 awards, but it's from 2020 when Ryan was still here. So, uh, congratulations to him, first and foremost, for uh, the guy that used to steer this ship and for him trusting me to continue to steer it, And uh, but most importantly, for being a good friend and getting me into radio. And uh, we take a lot of pride in, of this in the Sports Coverage of the Year award from the E.B. Craney Awards, because of my journalism background and uh, my addiction to being a reporter. (laughs) And uh, so we've won that award several years in in a row and it's it's always one that brings me great pride, one that I really want to go after hard. The second award we won, which was uh, very humbling for me i was named the montana sportscaster of the year so thank you so much for everybody for listening i couldn't do this without an audience and i couldn't do this without the great sources and the great interviews and all of the great sports people in this community that has helped me so so much not just in missoula but around the great state of montana so thank you very much mr think in the first hour of the show you can find it all on the podcast podcast is proudly presented by blackfoot communications the wingate by Wyndham hotel and SportsBet bet montana just a little side note. I was out at the Wingate earlier today, having a little meeting. They redid all the water slides. The water park is back open. My goodness.
2: Get out of here. Oh, yeah, dude. Let's go dude. At, at 6.01. We're going to the Wingate. We have one, one issue. They don't, there, have, they don't have waffles. There is no
0: chance that I fit in one of those water slides. <laughs> None. Come
2: on, man.
0: None. Come on. No chance. You... Uh, are slighter than I am. Uh, uh, by of, far. Yeah, I mean, yeah. By, by far is exactly right. This ain't happening. I got about uh, six inches and 100 pounds on Tommy, so this is this ain't happening for
2: me. So Now, okay, now, let's let's just explore this for a second. Okay. did they have any good
0: loop-de-loos on those water slides? Oh, yeah, slides? they got three loop-de-loos. They got this crazy frog thing that has like Stop. this
2: misty shower. That Give it, me the frogs. <laughs> Dude, I love a good water park. I don't care how old I am. Water parks are awesome. That that is true. Uh,
0: I started getting massive welts slash cuts on my back when I would go down water slides because I've been um, quite girthy uh, for quite, but for the majority of my life. Um, so you know, not really cut out for guys like me. That's okay. You know, everybody comes in all different shapes and sizes. Not everybody has the size of head that I got. So then thank the Lord that you don't if you don't.
2: You ever go down that really long, just straight down bomber? At Sil- is it Silverwood? Uh, yeah. Uh, when I, when the thing started like almost
0: fracturing, <laughs> I had to not do that one anymore. That was my last water slide, I think. Oh
2: man. I love that thing.
0: I mean, dude, you got to realize like this has been offensive lineman life for a long time, dude. I've been weighing more than 225 pounds since I was like 16 years old. So it's, uh, kind of just how it goes. Regardless, thanks to the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel for being our presenter of our podcast. And, uh, Give them a little extra plug, but I was out there today, and they've been a great supporter of this show for years, so uh, go check out the Wingate by Wyndham. If you're coming through town, you need somewhere for someone else to stay, or you just want to have a little getaway. You want to go check out the water slides. Coming up in this hour, going to play you my reel from the Montana Sportscaster of the Year, honor that I was uh, humbled enough to receive over the weekend, and uh, also... At 5:30, we're going to be joined by Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed is the newest uh, commitment to the Montana State Bobcats. He's a six-foot-six quarterback from Southern California, and uh, I think it's an intriguing storyline because people are always interested in quarterbacks specifically. But this is also Brent Vegan's first quarterback recruit. So uh, Brent Vegan, Montana State's new head coach, comes to MSU with some great quarterback acumen. Um, Montana State, if you've been following the last five years, has uh, been really good, especially the last two years. But the quarterback position has been the one that's received the most scrutiny. So where does Jordan Reed fit into that mix? Is he Brent Vegan's handpicked guy? We'll let you know when we get catch up with him here in about 20 minutes. In the meantime, please enjoy our reel from here at ESPN Missoula. Nuana is now the winning reel for Montana 2021 Sportscaster of the Year.
1: All right, next up. I watched the Tiger Woods documentary. Did you, you did. watch it?
0: You did. Both both parts. Both parts. Okay, so here's where I'm at. I am so obsessed with Tiger Woods and the phenomenon of Tiger Woods and my feelings about Tiger Woods that this thing's only been out for two weeks and I've already watched it twice and I'm going to watch it again on Sunday. Whoa. Yep. You need a life. You know me. I don't even watch TV. This is like completely outside of what I usually do. I am so obsessed, with it that I already ordered the book that this is based off of. I'm going to read the book, too. I can't get over my the dichotomy of my feelings. At <laughs> the same time, Tiger Woods is absolutely my favorite athlete of all time to watch perform, and I also hate him.
1: I don't know. It totally changed my mind about him, because after the whole cheating scandal and bashing his car in with a golf club, which, yeah, girl.
0: When it comes to parenting and the difference between nature and nurture, genetics, what's passed along... Because it seems so often, no matter how hard you try with your kids, no matter what sort of new environment you give them, it's almost inevitable that they will repeat your sins. Uh Uh-oh. And that's what's so crazy. You can give them the world. And- they're still, at least at the very least, going to be magnetized towards your same demons. Right. I've been studying and obsessing over Tiger Woods since I was a kid. The part about his dad's personal life mm-hmm. and the example and poor example that he set for Tiger and how that influenced him.
1: And also how mad Tiger got at him, but then followed in and those footsteps.
0: Exactly. That and, was interesting to me. And Earl wouldn't have died when Tiger was such a young man if he wouldn't have repeated it. Because it's almost as if he wanted to hum his father to help his father live on, even if he hated those Maybe. discretions. Maybe. deep. Right? Wow. The anniversary of Kobe Bryant's death. When this happened a year ago today, this was the most sad a celebrity death made me. And I think there's a variety of reasons. I thought Kobe was a larger-than-life figure. He was both a hero and a villain, which is so rare in this day and age in sports where everybody's so ardent about their brand. More than anything, it seemed as if he was going to be immortal because he had been a part of our lives for so long, being drafted by the Los Angeles Lakers as a teenager, being a part of the organization for so long, and being in the spotlight for so long. The one thing that I think that is interesting about where we're at in society right now is the fact that we didn't have sports at this exact moment, that everybody could not turn a blind eye to something that might be an uncomfortable conversation. Instead, we're all having to watch the riots on TV. We're all having to engage in these discussions that for a lot of people, I think, would be uncomfortable. And the reason we're delving into this is because if you haven't checked the calendar, if you're completely living under a rock, it is Martin Luther King Day, which is a very, very important day to people uh, in this town, in this community, around the state, and around the entire country. And I think that uh, one of the greatest examples of humanity and uh, humanitarian harmony can be found in the world of sports. We're going to have our ESPN roundtable in the 5 o'clock hour like we always do. And Xavier Bishop, senior point guard from Montana State, is going to join us. I recorded this interview actually last week, so i give you a little tease. But Xavier Bishop talked about how when he first got to uh, Bozeman, that his best friend became Harold Frey. And I thought to myself, how cool is that? The meshing of cultures. He got guys, you know, you got a guy from inner city Springfield, Illinois, and a guy from Oslo, Norway. They could, they're, they're from thousands of miles apart. They couldn't be from different worlds. Yet they're best friends. And, and that's amazing. And I think that... For us that work in the sports industry, that's why this has bothered all of us so much is that we get to see firsthand how wonderful and inspiring it is when you do have a true coalescing of cultures, where you do have guys that come from all over the country and a lot of times all over the world and come together for a common good. And that's what you see in sports. The overlay between what's going on in the world and the sports world is uh, definitely an interesting one to analyze from all elements including an economic uh, repercussion standpoint, higher education standpoint. But I think that men's basketball, whether you're talking about Division I college or the NBA, the sector of our society where I think the analysis of the overlay is going to be the most important because the only place where African-Americans are the vast majority is in men's basketball. I believe that close to 80% of the NBA is black, and I believe that uh, I think about three out of four Division I men's college basketball players are African-American as well. Dealing with the stress and strife of what's going on in the world today, while also trying to manage being, in this case, with the Grizz men's basketball team, a student-athlete who has classroom responsibilities as well as athletic responsibilities. I think that a lot of these men have a lot more weight on their shoulders than uh, maybe anybody else in America today, including Travis Takir, who he himself then has an enormous weight because he is the leader of young men, but also one of the very few African-American head coaches on the West Coast, period. And so I think that his almost requirement, but also willingness to be spokesman at this point in time, but also just be such a phenomenal leader like he always has been, mm-hmm. I think that this is his chance to truly shine and give us great advice. And as we've talked about, all we want to do is listen and learn, and I can't think of anybody better to listen and learn from than Coach DeCure. It's easy to forget that before Magic Johnson came into the NBA, the NBA was a completely fringe sport sport that most of America considered far too black to be entertaining. The NBA Finals, all through the 50s, 60s, and 70s, was not even on live television. They would show it on tape delay in the middle of the night. That's why people don't remember Bill Russell and Wilt Chamberlain the way that they should, because those guys were never on live TV. David Stern, for as polarizing as his legacy was, Instilled a culture in the NBA when he was the commissioner of globalizing the game and being resoundingly accepting. That's why Magic Johnson and Michael Jordan are so transcendent because they made people forget about race and just watch the sport. Then the NBA then became the pioneers, basically, of making different things. But in a lot of ways, black culture acceptable in America. I mean, I would say that hip hop and the NBA are the two things that really normalized black culture to the rest of the country. So then this leads to this league where the commissioner of the league wants it to be global. It wants it to be all-inclusive. The leaders of the league, like Michael Jordan and then now LeBron James, they are the most powerful people in the league. It's completely different in the NFL because the NFL is not run by the players. It's fully run by the owners. Players don't run the league. The owners run the league. There is no player empowerment. Even the quarterbacks that are the biggest stars, they have almost no influence in the way that the league is actually operated. In the NBA, when you reach this point of being a superstar, you are not expendable because no one else can be like you. No one else can be LeBron James or Kevin Durant.
1: Um, I'm sorry, in the 80s, I was told I could be like (laughs) myself. That's right,
0: that's right. But people worship nba players because they see they can see their faces they can see their personalities they are the ones that get the biggest endorsement deals they're the most marketable brands in the nfl it does not matter how good you are you are one play away from your career being over and you are also completely expendable because even if you reach this point where you are an all-world player the kid who's behind you even if he's not as good as you he costs one-tenth the amount of money and it's a salary cap sport so everybody is trying to rebuild their roster with young talent we need sports back worse than ever right now because sports are the great diversion. A lot of people have hard lives, or even if you don't have a hard life, a lot of people work hard, and they like to decompress by having the release that is sports. Or we just love being part of a communal event like we do when we cover college athletics. Right. And that all of it is so positive, it's so inherently positive, so awesome. If you could find a silver lining, right now the fact that there is no sports, might actually be the only good part about what's happening right now across the country because we're forced to pay attention. Yeah. So often people could deflect, oh, I'm not into politics. I'm not into social issues. I don't, or I don't get into that kind of stuff. I don't have discussions like that. I'm just going to watch the game or I'm just going to go to the restaurant. None of that stuff is available to us right now. The things that have been our distractions to not address the ugly issues that exist in America mm-hmm. by and large are dissipated and or non-existent right now. You don't have the super wealthy black athlete performing on TV that you can glorify, but then also be completely disconnected from. Instead, you have to watch what's happening to our everyday brothers and sisters, no matter what race they are, not having sports right now. It's horrible what's happening in America right now, but it's making way more people acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. And maybe that could be the conduit for change. If you're listening to Nuanas Now, 102.9 ESPN Missoula, or maybe you're watching statewide SWX Montana Television, Myself, Coulter Nuanez, recently named the Montana Radio Sports Broadcaster of the Year. What you're listening to right now, a portion of my reel submitted to the E.B. Craney Awards. Thanks so much for everybody that listens and tunes into Nuanes now each and every weekday from 4 to 6 p.m. right here on ESPN Missoula. My favorite parts about covering college football, especially in Montana, is you got guys from all over the country that are coming together, and you got right. guys from tiny little towns in Montana that maybe grew up on a ranch, and <laughs> guys that grew up in big cities like you, and the guys that grew up in Southern California, guys from small town Washington, big town Washington, getting to know guys from all across the country, rooming f- with a guy from the other side of the world. Basically, what has that experience been like for you? It's amazing how how different like people's lives are, like from just other parts of the country. That's that's one of the reasons I came out to Montana. I just wanted to open up my horizons and see different points of views from people all across the country. I met guys from Montana who's
1: graduating class was eight, <laughs> and I'm from big from Washington graduating class was like 500 All Right. so it is crazy it's a, it's a mixture of personalities on the
0: team today we open with news that you broke, Skyline Sports broke uh, yesterday evening, Shannon Schwain did not going to have her contract renewed, uh, the head coach of the Lady Grizz four years as the head coach of the Lady Grizz and Mike Petrino also going to be uh, stepping in as the interim head coach and we'll get into the details of that and why that's happening and how that's happening here in just a minute. You have the most tradition-laden, most successful college athletic program in the history of the state of Montana in Lady Grizz basketball that was led by no question the most legendary and successful coach in the history of the state of Montana in Robin Selvig. And Perhaps the peak of Robin Selvig's career was when he coached Shannon Kate That's right. before she was Shannon Schwein. Shannon Schwein, you cannot understate the impact she had on women's basketball around the state of Montana. The caliber of player that she was, the caliber of assistant coach that she was under Robin Selvig. I mean, to go through just the accolades, I mean, Shan Schwinn, when she graduated, she was a four-time first-team All-Big Sky selection, a two-time league MVP, three-time tournament MVP. Her second-to-last game of her career, she had one of the most iconic performances in the history of the Big Sky Conference. She scored 34 points in an 85-74 upset over Wisconsin in the NCAA tournament. She finished her career with 2,172 points, the most in the history of the Big Sky Conference, man or woman. That was not broken for almost 15 years. And she was a four-time academic All-Big Sky selection. When the Big Sky had its 25th anniversary for women's athletics, because they added women's sports as a conference a lot later in 1988, which was actually subsequently Shannon Shan freshman year, Shannon was named the all-time greatest athlete in the history of the Big Sky Conference. So that in itself you can't understate. To me, the three biggest factors that define Shannon Twain's four years as the head coach of the University of Montana were her unbelievable reputation and the shadow that that cast over the entire program, both in a really good and a really, I don't want to say bad, but It's a very looming thing. As Dave Dickinson has always said, he said, I will never take the University of Montana football job. I will never do it. How could I live up to myself? What a thing to try to do to live up to your own self. So in in that element, I give Shan Schwain endless amounts of praise for the courage that she had to take this job as such a revered person. Especially following directly in the footsteps of Robin Selvig. But the other two factors are the departures of players, which as of this last week, reached, I believe, 14 players over the last four years that departed before exhausting their eligibility. I guess you could say it would have been 16 players if you count the fact that Kaylee Valley and Alicia Sims, who then became Alicia Harris, were in line to get medical redshirts and, de- and declined to take them. Part of this is injury. In terms of just the cut and dry of this thing, if you're listening to nuanas Now, 102.9 ESPN Missoula, or maybe you're watching statewide SWX Montana Television. Myself, Coulter Nuanas, recently named the Montana Radio Sports Broadcaster of the Year, what well, you're listening to right now, a portion of my reel submitted to the E.B. Craney Awards. Thanks so much for everybody that listens and tunes into Nuanas now each and every weekday from 4 to 6 p.m. right here on ESPN Missoula. It's now officially time for The Business Angle with Justin Engle from the University of Montana Business School. I have a whole bunch of thoughts on just the structure of college football in general right now because I think it's a pay-to-play sport. I think that the more money you spend, the better you're going to be. But Justin, you had a broad question with uh, several different articles that you attached to it uh, just from the readings that you've done. The question was, now that we've almost completed the FBS portion of the college football season, was it worth it? There was a lot of different things to be gained and lost from a college football season, and now here we are with a national championship game coming up. In your mind, was college football worth it this season? Yeah,
1: it's it's a big and difficult question to ask, and I think what we're going to see, and what we have seen a little bit, is people are going to try to quantify the cost and they, when we say the cost, we say like the cost in terms of health outcomes, how, how many players got infected, how many coaches and staff, or having some in-person, uh, varying degrees across different universities, how did that um, lead to different cases and how severe were those cases? And are there any deaths associated and how much did it spread? What, I, what I'm getting at is that it's, it's, it's not easy, but it's possible. quantify the health consequences of having these games what's harder to quantify are the benefits i mean we can certainly quantify it in terms of the dollars at these schools all the associated businesses that benefit when when the games are held it's easier to quantify those benefits it's harder to quantify some of the psychosocial benefits you know how, how good how important it is for the psyche of a community, the positive energy in a community, those things are harder to measure. They are real, and there are sort of reasons to take on a risky activity, like having a, a home football game in your community.
0: When we talk about Harold Frey, to me, a couple things stand out. First of all, there's no way this child, who looks like he just stepped out of a Simpsons episode, is a four-year starter at Division One basketball from Norway. But absolutely he, he is. And the more you watch him, the more impressive he becomes, right? He's a savant. Like, he's a, his mind for basketball is unimpeachable. I think that Harold Frey's legacy at Montana State is largely different than the debate we had in the first segment about Side Pritchard for a lot of different reasons. First and foremost, you got to understand that when Harold Frey came stateside, there was only three Norwegians playing Division One basketball, period. It's not a basketball country. He said he picked Montana State because of the fervor for basketball. And you wouldn't even think of Montana State as a crazy fan base compared to Montana or Weaver State, even in the big sky. But he's helped improve that quite a bit. I think his basketball background is very unique, the fact that he does come from well, his parents played for the national team. His dad is widely really considered one of the great Norwegian basketball players of all time. His dad then has been a physical therapist slash trainer for the Norwegian Olympic team. So he's been around some of the best. He also started playing pro ball when he was in high school. So he's played around and with and against grown men for a long time. and So I think his basketball IQ is probably the highest of any player I've ever covered. His court vision, the way that he's able to pick things up. So there you go. A variety of subjects from the wide world of sports from around the great state of Montana from over the last year or so. You listen to Nuanas now, 102.9 ESPN Missoula. I'm Coulter Nuanas. and uh, it's the last time I'll say it. I'm not going to sit here and tout it anymore, but I, I do think it was a great accomplishment for our station and uh, us here at Missoula Broadcasting Company, uh, recently named the 2021 Radio Sportscaster of the Year, so very humbled and appreciative of that award and uh, has nothing to do with me. has everything to do with you, uh, the great sporting uh, fandom that exists here in the state of Montana, as well as... All the great athletes and coaches that participate in this show each and every day, as well as our production crew, uh, Tommy Evans and Reese Wilson, uh, as well as our fearless leader, Becky Smith, and uh, very happy to be here in a place that is so um, nurturing and accepting and uh, helps us grow so much. It's very appreciative to have a job in my hometown, in my desired field of journalism, uh, where you can actually make a good living and have a lot of dang fun as well. So thanks to everybody at Missoula Broadcasting We Really appreciate all of you for contributing to all of it. Now, enough of, enough of that. Enough about me. Let's go back to interviewing all the other people. Jordan Reed, Montana State's newest recruit. He's a six-foot-six quarterback. We'll tell you more about him here on Nuanas Now on SWX Montana Television as well as ESPN Radio. Keep it right here.
1: My horse crossed faster. I jerked my catch twine down. I seen a cow with a sticker in her eye, and I betted that, oh, hide down. I betted that, oh, hide down. My horse, he knew his business, and he held the rope this way.
0: It's the first time in a long time Tommy's played a song that I uh that I don't know.
2: <laughs> Happy reunion Coulter Wall ah. about his dog reuniting the calf with the mama
0: cow. I, I gotta love it. Well thank you so much Tommy for the Music Brief. It is Nuanez Now, your one-stop shop for all things sports across the great state of Montana each and every weekday right here on 102.9 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana Television. If you're wondering why I sat down, if you're watching on the TV, well, it's because uh, oftentimes when I'm doing interviews that are very heavily statistically based, I like to be able to be eye-level with my computer uh, so I can get each and every, all of it, you know, locked in and uh make sure i got all my facts straight as we continue to give you all the best coverage of all things sports but particularly recruiting at the college football level we're about to be joined in just a quick minute by Jordan Reed, he's a six foot six ca- uh, quarterback from El Centro, California, and the recent uh, mo- one of the most recent commitments to new Bobcat head coach Brent Vegan, and uh, impactful because he's the first quarterback from the high school level that's been brought in by Coach Vegan, and Vegan is a well-renowned quarterback guru. So, uh, we will get to that here in just a minute. Nuwana is now proud to be broadcasting live to you from the Northwest Motorsports Studio, Coulter.
2: Northwest Motorsports. Sure, Tommy, yes. I called the number provided. Okay, and it was an unsuspecting gentleman who was not Jordan. Uh oh! Can we double check that? Yes, Sorry, sir. I, I I cut off the no, read No, it's it's, there.
0: A, it's okay. I uh, I appreciate it. Northwest Motorsport Studio. Uh, Northwest Motorsport is located at the corner of Stevens and Mount here in missoula they have the largest inventory of trucks in the entire pacific northwest i promise you that's not a fallacy i was down there the other day and uh, they got trucks trucks and more trucks It's an impressive spot to be so go check out northwest motorsport here uh, in missoula brent vegan by the way if you haven't been following the storyline he comes to montana state with uh, that's that's sort of his shtick is uh, developing quarterbacks he helped recruit first brock jensen then uh Carson Wentz, then Easton Stick at North Dakota State, and then he also is famous for helping develop Josh Allen as well. Uh, Tommy, I just sent you the new number for Jordan Reed off of the uh, Facebook page, and if that one doesn't work, then, you know, maybe we'll have to audible. Maybe he doesn't know his own phone number, but, you know. It happens from time to time. That actually happened a couple days ago as well. Uh, but we will continue to try uh, for Jordan Reed. But regards, Brett Vegan, uh, he's tried and true when it comes to quarterback development. And uh, we'll see if he can do it at Montana State. It's been interesting to watch so far. I thought Montana State's quarterback play, particularly that of Matt McKay, was improved in the spring. Uh, I only got to see them a couple times. So limited exposure to be sure. Uh, but can vegan parlay that into success moving forward? Because, you know, you giveth and you taketh away, right? Montana State's quarterback play has certainly struggled over the last several years uh, under Jeff Choate's direction. They also were one of the most physically imposing running teams in the uh, Big Sky Conference. And they dominated the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. And that helped to make consecutive playoff appearances, including a spurt to the semifinals of the big of the uh, FCS playoffs. Excuse me, last year. But how much does does the new look uh, offensively, uh, in terms of uh, tutelage, improve and change the way Montana State operates? I'm not sure. Remains to be seen. And if they do have massively improved play in the passing game, will that? go hand-in-hand with a still-potent running game, or will they take a slide back in terms of their ability to run the football? It remains to be seen. Um, But it is an intriguing
2: storyline here. You know what else is an intriguing storyline? What's that? The... Eclectic, wonderful, and strange collection of profanity that was just thrown at me from this guy that I called twice. Oh that no! That was not Jordan Reed. Oh bummer. I mean, I, I mean, hey man, people call the wrong number. You don't gotta shellack me like that, bro. Uh,
0: I know, right? That's Dude, That's pretty. Not, that's pretty mean of him.
2: I shed a tear, man.
0: <laughs> I wish I could ask you what he said, but it sounds as if that would probably be inappropriate for the radio. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that was that was probably the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me uh producing this show ever in all of time. That was really bizarre. So well, anyway, sorry man. I have done all I can uh, here. for It's okay. I got uh, I
0: got a message into Jordan Reed. I know we're I uh, getting closer to the end here of Nuana's now, so maybe we have to circle back around with him tomorrow unless he gets back to us here pretty quick.
2: I'm keeping the um, hotline open on the board here so if he calls us, he'll, he'll get right through. So. Okay.
0: Um, here I'll, I'll I'll tell him what our number is as well. Um, re- Anyways, congratulations to Dennis from earlier for winning our Missoula hits tickets. That was uh, one of our winners. If you want to give us a call right now, can we do that or is that going to clog up the lines? So you got it all fancy
2: now, huh, Tommy, where we can have multiple calls at once. Is it cool? I've got, uh, I've got the uh, the fancy 12-line system back here. Okay, and, and I can see who's calling, and, and and I can do all kinds of cool stuff. Caller ID is something we got when we moved Coulter. We hadn't had that before. I love it. Getting very modern uh, around here. I have removed most of the pieces of equipment that say Radio Shack, so that's nice. And uh, you know, so so for folks listening out there, uh, uh, what, and maybe you're listening in the middle of the night on the podcast because you're not you're not listening live right now. Uh, what you need to know is this. Behind the curtain, behind every national (laughs) broadcast, production, television thing, whatever it is, there's a lot that goes into it. Not on this show. That's not how we do it here. We do it all live on the mics for you. So thanks for bearing with me as I flail to try to call somebody. It's
0: okay. He just texted me back that uh, he actually gave us the wrong number. He just made a typo Uh. right at the very end. But I actually want to give this kid a platform here because I think that he is an outstanding recruit, and it's a good storyline as well. Because I, you know, just the, the fact of the matter is that Montana State has been searching for answers at quarterback since the faithful day uh, that Dakota Prukop uh, declared his transfer for Oregon. So uh, maybe we're going to circle back uh, with Jordan a little bit later on. I think we're going to try to get him on tomorrow because I don't want his interview to be cut too short. We only got about ten minutes left here on Nuanas now, so uh, we'll tease that for later on. New quarterback recruit from Montana State, Jordan Reed. He will join us later on this week. We'll get the schedule all lined out. One programming note for you around here as well. uh, Twofold. One, if you want a night to remember... Come to the Montana Football Hall of Fame Banquet. There's a bunch of people coming over from Missoula as well as Bozeman. Uh, We have more than 500 tickets sold already right now. Uh, They're $100 a ticket, $800 for a table. It's going to be an outstanding night at the Billings Convention Center on Saturday night. It starts at 6 p.m. But We still do have tickets available, so if you want to participate in that, Come on over. It's going to be a great time. It's going to be really fun with a bunch of great inductees. It's always one of my favorite nights of the year each and every year. Uh, but because of that, because of some conflicts with our VIP uh, banquet on Friday night, uh, we will not have a as Now on Friday. So we'll be here tomorrow and Thursday. Switching up the schedule a little bit, our good buddy Rajim Seabrook is going to come by tomorrow uh, to talk with us. And then Sean Rainey, who usually does Wednesdays, He's going to come over on Thursday because Sean and I, they're, they're going to hit the highway right after Nuwana is now Thursday and uh, make our way over to Billings. So it should be fun weekend um, with the boys and hanging out at, at the Montana Football Hall of Fame. But if you want to attend, mtfootballhof.com. That's mtfootballhof.com. One last note on Jordan Reed. I'll read you his commitment a note that this is sort of the trend of all these kids, uh, how they commit via the Twitter. It's been a long time coming for me and my family to make my decision. We've been through so much, and we will never forget the ride. I want to say thank you to God for giving me a gift that many would dream of. Thank you to my family for supporting and believing in me. Thank you to my coaches for making me the player I am today since I was four years old to now. Thank you to my teammates and friends for pushing me to be the best Jordan I can be, and you will be missed. And thank you to all the schools that acknowledged me throughout my recruitment and gave me an opportunity. Thank you to the memories I made at Imperial Valley. But the journey has only just begun. I will be continuing my academic and athletic career at Montana State University to play football. Thank you, Montana coaching staff, for believing in me as a player and as a man to be a part of this amazing program, Ride for the Brand, Go Bobcats, hashtag committed. So Jordan just uh, messaged me on Twitter. I'll get back with him. We'll uh, follow up with him later on this week. But in the meantime, uh, keep it right here. nuana is now. I'll give you a little scoop on what's going on for the rest of the week and a couple more news briefs from around the great state of Montana. You're listening to 1029 ESPN Missoula and watching in on statewide television, SWX Montana TV. This is New is now on 102.9 ESPN Radio, Missoula. Hey, hey, hey,
1: fried chicken. Hey, 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 finger lickin'. Mama got a an angel recipe, fixin' up chicken for you and
2: me. Save like I'll tell you what I'm having for dinner, Coulter. Oh, you're, I'm sorry, I had you turned off. <laughs> there, now we can hear you. Well, if only they had some waffles
0: to go with your fried chicken like this guy's dude, talking about. Dude, that's
2: what I'm doing tonight. Chicken waffles, dude. The rosemary sprig. Oh, maple syrup warmed up in the microwave?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait.
2: <laughs> and not
0: wait. Oh, man, our, our next uh, conspiracy corner brought to you by Coulter is going to be uh, all about microwaved food, so stay tuned for that. I'm going to blow Tommy's mind. is <laughs> now, 102.9 ESPN Missoula, your one-stop shop for all things insanity, tinfoil hats, and we even talk a little bit of sports around here as well. I'm Coulter Nuanez, Tommy Evans in the back. Missed a thing of the show today, good show, fun show. Uh, thanks so much for Jeff Safford from the Missoula Paddleheads for swinging by, as well as... Uh, Well, I guess we're going to have Jordan Reed, but he actually was not able. We we got the number wrong. A little typo on the Twitter message. But Jordan Reed will join us later on this week. He's the new Bobcat commit. Uh, Also efforting Katie Bussey for later on this week as well. Which Uh, pop star should we get in here next? Well, I'm still looking for Macklemore, uh, only so that he can uh, affirm my notion that I say his name correctly. And that was definitely the first to tell Nuanas argument that was uh, <laughs> massively resonating and very fun. <laughs> Uh, I can't wait for the pop star thing. Let me finish my reads real quick, and then we'll talk about Macklemore. If you missed anything in this show, you can find the podcast. You already know him. Blackfoot Communications, Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, and Sports Bet Montana, proud presenters of the podcast. Also very happy to be broadcasting to you live like we do for Here Forward from the Northwest Motorsport Studio, Northwest Motorsport, largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. Trucks, trucks, and more trucks. Go check them out in Missoula, the corner of Stevens and Mount. I don't know. Tommy, who do you got in mind? What sort of pop star do you want to have in here?
1: Mm,
2: I don't know, man. I was thinking maybe like that actor from Lost. Never seen like, it. Oh, okay. Okay. Am you, I missing it? You, of all people, have got to watch Lost, man. Why? It makes you take a profound, introspective look on yourself and what your belief systems are, it's the most societally relevant and important piece of media, film, cinematography to have ever been created in all of history. Ever. Maybe even, like, up there with the Beatles. <laughs> I mean, it's what just it's What makes it so wild. good? Uh, there's no way to explain it. You just have to watch it. You ever see that movie, This is 40? Nope. And, and I realize that's funny because I'm the guy who watches zero movies. But there's a character in the show who's obsessed with Lost. I was going to play a clip for you, but it wouldn't resonate. you got to check out Lost. Anyway, the guy who plays Jack Shepard, oh, I can't think of his name. Uh, let's, let's, see, let's Google it here. I want to get that guy on the show.
0: Okay, that'd be good. So that's more like a pop culture person, not a pop star, right. right?
2: Well, yeah, that's true, yeah.
0: So if you don't watch movies, how are you so uh, cultured and um, old? Because you're old for being so young. Well,
2: Culture, there are these weird things called books. And I'm a nerd, all right? And I read that's good. a lot of books. No, that's
0: great. That, I, I would encourage all people to uh, become cultured in such a fashion. It is a, certainly a uh, impactful one. And good for the brain, as it were.
2: Yeah. I Oh, Matthew Fox is this guy's Okay.
0: Name. I've heard of him. Yeah, Wasn't he on I've Party of Five or something? He's in what? Wasn't he on Party of Five? I don't know what that means. Um, it is a old show that was on like, I don't know, Fox or something. Dude, you have got to see Lost, man. (laughs) Okay. You have to see it. I'll get on it. Uh, running out of time tonight, there is an NBA game on uh, tonight, but I do not believe we have it on ESPN because I think it's the... Rotation of the other channel
2: that it's showed on. So you know what your listeners should do? They should flip over to 103.3 in four minutes and listen to my music show. The new show. That's right, Coming man. to you on Coming the trail, up. 103.3. That's exactly
0: right. It's excellent. Uh, it's from 6 to 7 every Tuesday, so go check it out on our sister station, the trail. Thanks so much for kicking in with us today. Rajim Seabrook in studio with me tomorrow. No, it's not a Friday. We're off on Friday, so Rajin will swing by tomorrow. We are going to talk about a variety of different things. He has some some thoughts on Carl Nassib, who um, made a big announcement yesterday, if you haven't heard. And I haven't really known how to go about analyzing this announcement other than I think that it's good, uh, good for the state of society, and uh, good for the world of sports as well. And we'll talk a whole bunch of other stuff as well, including NBA playoffs, NFL free agency, and everything in between. It's new on us now. See you there.